Hello. Welcome to Not Dead, uh, your survivalist guide to the modern world. This week, Ulfur is going to take us through the mysteries of MKUltra. MK. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you trying to force psychedelics on us? I that's that's my yeah. These are audio psychedelics. Mm. <laughs> they seem to be working. <laughs> Good. So yeah, do you want to take us through MK Ultra? And um, I just I have no idea what MK Ultra is. Okay. I've not done any research. Um, right. I. I, as you start speaking, like I know that this, like this, pops up a lot in like the media and like uh, films and things. So I might know, re I might remember references to this that I didn't realize were MK Ultra. So uh, yeah, I don't know. This is going to be a fun little journey for me. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Get ready for a trip. <laughs> wop wop wop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> so. Um, You've already answered my first question, so throw me under a bus here. Uh, you've said that you know nothing about MK Ultra. I, I, not that I know of. I've done no research. I, I think, like you said, psychedelics. I think it's got. I know it's got something to do with the military, and psychedelics and mind powers. I think. Kind of. But kind that, of. That that's it. Like, I'm guessing it's just a bunch of military people's tripping balls. That that's that's sort of yeah yeah that's sort but it's it's not only anyway let's uh, that's okay, the kind so. of military I want to be in like you yes. just go to an army base you're given like fluffy pillows and a bunch of like mescaline and mm -hmm. go <laughs> I mean th there are unconfirmed okay let me let me let me just start this on um, let me start let me start this on on the right note okay. um I was I was going to ask you. You've, you've just explained what your take or what your uh, preconceptions of MK Ultra is. Yes. And I'm not going to add, uh, I'm going to add some light, but it's going to be like a match or maybe oh. a light. There's not going to be, there's not going to be anything really revealed. And here, here's the problem. When you ask people what MK Ultra is, what it actually was, it is mm -hmm difficult for anyone to answer that because of all the destroyed documents that happened now oh. this is a bit of a jump to the end here but it will all make sense in a minute however what can be pieced together out of the information that still exists about mk ultra there mm -hmm. are there are basically arguments that as i roll back the reasonings it is they were trying to develop or refine better methods of brainwashing. Right, yeah. The purpose of this was to turn subjects who are unwilling and unknowing into assassins by the method of brainwashing. Oh, so it's so, like um, sleep agents. Well, it's sort of sleep agents, yes. but like the next step, like you don't even know you're a sleep agent. Men, do you remember Men in Black where they wipe your memory? Yep, and yep. they tell you, yep, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They neuralize so, you. They neuralize you. Yeah. Um, let's and and I'm I'm actually surprised nobody even mentioned that in, in all of this research that I've looked at. <laughs> um, as I said, out of I'm gonna I'm gonna be very, very generous and say about the 
of all the documents that remain of MKUltra, 12%. This is mm -hmm. what is left for people to piece together. That they were trying to turn people into these sleeper cell assassins kind of a thing. Now, the project started in 1953. However, the groundwork was being laid for this project all the way from 1949. Okay. Do you know what do you know what happened in 1949? What happened? Okay, so that was post-war. Uh which war? World War II. Okay, yeah. I mean it's it, it was after a lot of wars, to be honest. It was after Crimea. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was after uh, the Napoleon War. Yeah, that's true. Um Definitely after Hastings, 1066. Um, okay. Um, yeah, so it's after World War II. Um, what happened? Did they I'll, find... I'll give, I'll, give you, I'll give you a hint. Oh, okay. yeah. It was August of 1949. What, what the hell happened in August 49? That wasn't the summer of love. Um... No, it was definitely not the summer of love. Oh, God. It was, was that the Bay of Pigs? <laughs> No, they they came after. Okay, so what what um, happened? August nineteen thirty nine. Forty nine. Forty nine. Sorry. In August of nineteen forty nine, the USSR uh, demonstrated and confirmed to the world that they had nuclear capabilities. Oh. Oh yeah. Shit. Uh, oh wait, yeah. How did they display? Like, what did they do? Uh so um was stalin I, just there like look at my nukes uh they're very good uh this is a fine nuke yes yes good they, nuke. i don't actually know how they did it um but there were uh the the america the 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 american continent uh north american continent was awash in news that now russia had nuclear capabilities and up until this point this is very important the United States were the first ones to break the code, thanks yeah, to yeah. Nazi research. But you know that that's that that doesn't really matter. Um, so the Americans broke broke the nuclear barrier, and then Russia a few years later was it? I think Hiroshima was forty six. No, forty five because it ended the war. It was yeah. 45. Yep. Yeah, pretty, well, and it, it ended Japan's um, involvement in the war. Yes, no. but it was also a good demonstration to everyone else of what, what was to come if this... I wouldn't associate the word good with it, but it was a very um, powerful yeah. demonstration. It was, yeah. Yes, it was. So um, they were the first one to do it. And then four or five years later, Russia comes in and says that we have the same technology. And this is all due to the advanced uh, spy program that Russia had. Mm -hmm. So they had um, they had they had infiltrated the United States to such a deep degree that they were able to. Well, that's what the, that's what the story says. I mean, I'm I'm gonna actually give Russia credit that. They do have a lot of brilliant scientists, and they there is a slight possibility that they would have been able to done this on their own. 
who knows? This is the story. Um, mm. So this, the current CIA director at the time in 1949 was Alan Dulles. Alan Dulles, okay. And after the USSR uh, claimed and, and demonstrated nuclear capabilities, this is the start of the Cold War, by the way. Okay, yeah. The, the United States had the idea that it needs to up its game in the spy world. Spy games is now a thing. And how are they going to do that? And mm -hmm. so superhumans, maybe. But Alan Dulles got, got stories or reports back that uh, following the Korean War, uh, American prisoners of war, POWs, were being brainwashed. Mm -hmm. They classified it as being brainwashed. Today, it might more be classified as they are being psychologically broken. They're being, right, yeah, yeah. they're being indoctrinated and they have an, a severe case of PTSD and they have Stockholm syndrome for their captors. Um, calling it brainwashing is, is, a, is a bit of an, bit of an outed term there. So he gets this idea that if he can brainwash people like the Koreans did to do his bidding, he can, in fact, have sleeper agents so they can capture spies or they can catch, catch Russian nationals. Yeah. Put them, put them through the wash, if you will. Okay, yeah, brainwash them, them. yeah, yeah. Yep. Put them through the wash, send them back home, and then call them up and have them do all kinds of atrocities on the other end with 100% deniability. That would be a really sad phone call. Like, yeah. oh, hey, buddy, I haven't seen you in a while. You want me to do what now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, the carrots are in the pot. The owl has flown the roost. So something. <laughs> I, I have no idea what kind of code names they'll use. Um, so, Justin Bieber's underpants. Uh, <laughs> now, this goes without saying it, but I'm saying it anyway. The methods being used in this program were unethical at the very, very, very best of times. Mm. Um, yeah. And they, they have also been classified as borderline torture, which I, I find laughable to say the least. Um, now, what they used in these experiments um, was primarily the biggest mention in all of the documents is LSD. Now, you and mm -hmm. I from popular media, culture, and education, we know what LSD is. Yeah. From personal experience, I cannot tell you what LSD is other than it's a hallucinogenic. It's a, psycho, it's a psychedelic drug. That's what I know about it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know if, if you have any experience with it or not, but that doesn't need to be said. No, I don't, um, I don't have any experience of it. I know people who have had experiences with it, but I yeah. don't have any first-hand experience. Mm -hmm. um, and we could actually, actually, I when I was doing this research, I thought we could actually do a podcast on LSD. And just... <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was good. <laughs> Wait, so are you saying that we, did, we, take S, we drop LSD and then we do a podcast whilst we're doing... I mean, that's the other possibility. I was just talking, because the, the, the history of the creation of LSD is really, is really interesting. Yeah, and okay. the, the reasons why it was being, and the whole um, psychedelic drug thing, it's an, interesting, uh, it's an interesting blip in history, what mm. happened there. And okay, I, think, okay. I think we could, we could, we could cover it. Anyway, that's, we'll, discuss that, uh, we'll discuss that in post. Anyway, um, so 
LSD, weed, and then there here's here's the here's the fuzzy bit. Other agents. Mm. There's just there's just because all the documents were destroyed. Okay. They do right. know they used LSD. They do know they used weed. They do know something that's called a truth serum was used. Oh yeah, I I know of, um I've heard of the truth serum. Yes. Uh, it's meant to you inject someone and it's meant to compel them to tell the truth or make them incapable of lying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's but this truth serum doesn't exist. Right. That, okay. that, that, yeah. So about again skipping to the end. Never mind. Um at, uh, sorry, 1949. Spoilers. Gah. 1949 this truth theorem doesn't exist and they, so they were trying out all these different things they thought weed would would work they thought lsd would work and mm -hmm. here's and so i've talked about the methods of being um unethical and in 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 goose legs uh borderline torture yeah yeah which I'm, I'm just struggling with um but these were both on willing and unwilling patients and the and We'll get into the unwilling patients in just a minute. Um, some of the uh, files that um, survived the purge talk about some of the tests that they made where they had people in a room. They had roommates. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they would take one of the people, put them through the psychological torture, put them flat back in the room, and try and get them to kill the other individual. Damn. It doesn't get any better from here. Oh my god! You know, we should just do a small series on like experiments around this time because they were mad. They were effed up. Se second, second test that is referenced. Now, bear in mind, people, I condensed this. Okay, this is not the end all of all because a the project the the documents were destroyed and b. There is a whole fucking list of this shit, and mm -hmm. you could be here all day talking about the atrocities that the CIA performed in 1949. Well, no, sorry, not from 1949, from 1953. So it took four years to get this project off the road, uh, up and running, I should say. And this lasted for 20 years. 20 wow. years. Do you, do, you know, do you know what a 20-year span is? Shall we put that in context for people? So yeah, so it was 49, so that would have taken, so that would have finished in 69. No, because it took four years to get the resources in place. So 1953 to yeah. 1973. Yeah, that's, that's a long time. That, that's a lot happened in that time. A lot happened in that time. And I'm asking, like, I'm trying to put this in context for people. 9-11 happened 20 years ago. Oh, wow. You know, I, it doesn't feel that long ago. No, it doesn't, because there's been so much shit going on, especially with the past three years. It's, it's been mad. Um, but coming back to it, the second test that I want to mention, mm -hmm. they tried mind control to make sleeper cells and sleeper agents and, and have triggers, which, yeah. and this is, this, is, this is an actual thing from, from the papers. They tried to have mind-controlled triggers to get people to go out there and place a bomb. Okay. I need you to remember this fact for a little bit later on. Um, 
So I'll be circling back to this and I'm gonna, it's, it's, it might blow your mind. Um, <laughs> um, so many of the people who were involved in this in terms of patient wise, they were willing uh, military personnel and prisoners of the mm. United States Correctional, uh, Correctional Divisions. One of the people who was involved in, in this experiment was a man called James Bolger. Okay, James Bolger. I've, I've heard of James Bolger, but yeah. Okay, would uh, James Whitey Bolger ring a bell for you? Um, keep going and we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this person, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna mention a few things uh, about what he said. So he was interviewed uh, later, much later in his life, um, about his his experiment, uh, his experiences within this um, within in the program, and he talked about how uh, the walls would bleed, like there would be blood gushing from the walls Ooh, okay. was in his, now, now he is in prison okay? okay he is locked up in a cell and he is seeing blood pouring through the walls of wow. his cell yeah. he is also talking about some of the people he interacted with would turn into skeletons in front of his eyes uh. okay. welcome to psychedelics and um, the camera that they were using to film him because he was very adamant about that, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the camera head turned into a dog's head. So it was a bit trippy and a bit disgusting. So yeah, so this prisoner, James Bolger, was in prison on, for the fact that he is a, uh, he was a Massachusetts mafia crime boss. Ah, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, maybe I, wait, when was he operating? Oh, he was um, he was active. What fifties? Okay, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. I'm, okay, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. So he was he was taken down on RICO charges, and this guy, I mean, nineteen counts of murder, conspiracy to commit murder, extortion, conspiracy to commit extortion, narcotics distribution, conspiracy to commit law, money laundering. Did I say 19 counts of murder? Did I mention that? Yeah, 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 a few. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's when he was brought down. Um, I mean, his penalty was life plus five years and the forfeit of his fortune. Mm. And um, yeah, so he's born back in what 1929. He was he's died in 2018 and still in prison. He was active in like the 60s and well up until the 90s when he skipped out. He was actually he was actually a cross. He was an, an FBI informant. Oh, really? Yeah. And then um, he got tipped that he was going to get done, even though he was informing on his friends. He was going to get done for RICO laws. So this was not a nice person. However, he did volunteer for this project in and of himself to get more perks. To get more, so to get some, as they called it, quality time, whatever that means. Mm. He later, he later uh, apparently sued the U.S. government for causing him permanent brain damage, which is something he definitely didn't sign up for. But right, okay. nineteen counts of murder, extortion, and all of that crap. Yeah, we're not really, not really crying there. No. Um, 
now what is what is also important is that not it was not just the subjects of the project that were um that were unknowing there were also a lot of private companies that the cia engaged that were working on mk ultra and they had no idea right they were just, they were just filling orders they just got a company order and the, the cia said we need this or a shell company for the cia went to that other company and said we need this so the company just filled an order sent it out they had no idea what they were doing like that, what the that what makes the process sense. I mean, it, it does sound like it's. It sounds like the uh, the mo of of um, of the CIA. Yeah. Um, and again, we don't know what these companies were because of all the documents being destroyed. Now, no. if everything that I have not if everything that I have mentioned before has not convinced you of the atrociousness of this, I would like to welcome you to the dark side <laughs> of the documents that still exist that, that they can talk about. Um, and that is uh, the CIA performed experiments under the umbrella of M the MKUltra project on mental patients. Yeah. Who by no means could have given consent to any of this. And we can argue would have sustained probably the most inhumane treatment because people back in the 1950s and the 1960s who were in mental institutes, they were not treated kindly. No, no. Like not I imagine even... that they would have also done electrolysis like um, on these people, like strapping uh... them into machines and electrocuting them. Funny you should say that. Oh, is it uh, spoilers? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'll, I'll be coming back to that. So uh, <laughs> what I wanted to mention first is there were like MKUltra is, is like the parent project. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep, so they're like the parent project. There were 149 sub-projects under the MKUltra flag. Oh my God, wow. Yes. I don't this know if I'm like, upset about the amount of torture or the amount of paperwork that would have caused. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you and here's here's the thing: <clears throat> out of <clears throat> these 149 projects, sub projects, sub projects, right? So MK Ultra was running its own thing, and then you had <clears throat> 150 others. But six of those 149 were dedicated solely to unknowing victims uh... people who had no idea i mean this is like this is like when um aborigines from australia would go to the doctor because they may have had appendicitis and they got sterilized instead well oh, as, yeah, yeah 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 and this is just i'm sorry but this is not on and the fact that nobody has been dragged because of all the paperwork that was destroyed it's just <clears throat> now i want to focus and bring up especially sub project 68 oh sub project 68 which took place in edmonton sorry montreal canada okay so they were they were not just operating in the us this was they were, they were global oh really okay yeah so from 1957 
1964, seven years, yeah. um, there was a doctor who, here he is, Dr. Donald Evan Cameron, who mm -hmm. took on who took on a contract from the CIA to mm -hmm. perform experiments on the people, his mental patients who were in his care for the CIA. He developed a method which he called psychic driving. Okay, yep. so far doesn't sound too bad. Psychic driving, yeah. Yep. Which he would um, mix and match a treatment of LSD, LSD. Elect elect ele electroshock therapy. Ele My old yep. friend, electroshock therapy. Yep, there it is. Uh, Medical induced comas. Oh my God, okay. And then people, and the people who were in the comas were at the time subjected to taped messages. So they were, they were getting into your subconscious while you're in a coma, they'll sit there with tapes playing for you in headphones and you're just there. You're just getting, your, your mind is still picking this up. Your mind is still active. You're Jeez. Jesus yeah. Christ. Now, psychic driving, the point of psychic driving is to break people psychologically and mentally and be a reset, if you will. Ah. This method was so effective that they managed to break people to the extent that they erased memories of these people. They literally, they not the successfully that they were able to erase last week, more in the fact that, oh yeah, we erased all your teens and some of your twenties. Jesus. Some of the patients who were subjugated to this needed to be re-potty trained. Oh, ah, okay. Yes. All right. Yes. So I, I mentioned at the top that I might get references to this. I'm pretty sure. So I mentioned before we were recording, um, uh, the men who stare at goats. Yes, you did. So... I'm pretty so the more you're explaining, the more I'm like I, I now think that yeah, that was definitely based on these experiments, the MK Ultra. Yes. And it's it, quite heavily sort of romanticized, I think, in that film, but it's kind of jokey in a way. Because it, it is kind it, of it's based on, but it's also a comedy. And then yeah. I think this so what was the name of this guy doing these experiments? Uh Dr. Donald Evan Cameron. So there's a I don't know if that's the name of the character, but Kevin Spacey, um, mm -hmm. who the more that it's you look, yeah, the more that you look back at his career, it was like it was in plain sight. Literally yeah. every character he plays is a fucking creep. Um, yeah. But he's got a character that I think does this experiment with people. Mm -hmm. Like there's a bit in the film where he's like he takes over the experiments and he's doing these experiments. Like at first it's Jeff Bridges who's in charge and Jeff Bridges is just sort of like dancing around being the dude on a military base. Yeah. And then this guy comes out of nowhere, but yeah, this isn't okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> so this, this is, so this is all happening in the mental, mental hospital where they're deleting, um, deleting, trying to delete memories and trying to, to create a, a reset. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, in 1980, a Canadian TV program, and this is how they know some of the stuff that they know. There is a, um, there was a TV program called The Fifth Estate. 
which is, I mean, was kind of like maybe uh, Dateline or, or, you know, it was investigative reporting. And they go yeah. and they speak to some of the survivors from those mental, from that mental hospital. And what they claimed was um, they were subjugated to fits of psychosis, personality change, mm-hmm. loss of focus. And there is a rumor, and this is unconfirmed, but there were mentions and a rumor of a patient who jumped off the roof after being subject to what is known as sleep therapy and psychic driving. This doesn't get any better, Sam. (laughs) There's a pattern here, and we're going from bad to worse. Because I would now like to address the the wonderful wonderful aspect of the people who died oh due to mk ultra okay yeah because as if you know torturing mental patients wasn't bad enough no they they actually managed to kill people now the reason why i mention the patient who supposedly unconfirmed jumped off the roof and died due to the psychic driving he is an unconfirmed casualty again I can't illustrate this hard enough. The amount of documents that were destroyed makes it impossible to have an actual kill count of this yeah. program. Okay. What we do have from the remaining 12% is a kill count of two, which in my book is about eight too many, but let's, let's move on. So uh, the first one that died was Harold Blower. He was a professional tennis player who signed up to um, the New York Institute of Psychological, or uh, basically the psych ward of New York State. He was recently divorced and highly, um, highly depressed. Okay. Uh, here it is: uh, the New York Psychiatric Institute, and. In there, in in the institute, he was unwilling and unknowing, subjugated to MK Ultra tech tactics. They gave him what what was uh, at the, at the age classified as MDA, which in to, in modern terms is like the forefather of MDMA or Molly. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and he subjugated to. Uh, Subsequently, because of that treatment, or after that treatment, while he was in treatment, he uh, fell into a coma, had a seizure, and died. Okay. Yeah. This is a guy who just got divorced, professional athlete, got depressed, sought help, and subsequently died. Yeah. Okay. The second person that we know and is a confirmed fatality of MKUltra is a bacterialist known as Frank Olson, who was a permanent employee of the CIA. Right, okay. Now, so a lot of people won't be, uh, won't know this, but the Cold War was basically, was kind of like three wars rolled into one. There was the nuclear aspect of it. There was the technological aspect Mm -hmm. of it because 
computers were a big thing. And then there was the space race, of course, which was the big highlight. That was like the main event. But the space race falls onto the technical, um, the technology war that was happening. Yeah, yeah. The third aspect of the Cold War was bioweapons. Mm. And Frank Wilson is a bacterialist working for the CIA in the bioweapons department. Right, okay. Okay. Again, I am going to set the scene for this. He committed suicide officially. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. He jumped from his hotel window, his New York hotel window. He jumped after washing his socks. Because, I mean, your feet just think that. It's completely logical. And the fact that he had... Okay, so he washed his socks. Wait, I want to yep. know, was he wearing the washed socks? No, they were hanging above the sink where he had washed them in the hotel. Okay, all right. So maybe what happened was he had um, had to use his sock to... Mm-hmm. He ran out of toilet paper. Um, yep. Everyone who survived the 2020 um, mm-hmm. will know of the toilet paper drought. So yes. they'll know how desperate you can get in those times. He had to wash his socks uh, because he had to use those as toilet paper instead. And yep. then whilst the floor was wet right he slipped because as well he's barefoot now tiled mm-hmm. floor wet yep. slips yep. straight yep. out the window yep yep no that that's that's com- that, that's complete sense that yep. makes complete sense i mean yeah and epstein hanged himself um <laughs> wait, enough conspiracy theories sir. wait this is a conspiracy theory heavy day <laughs> You, you, like, you don't even know the half of it. Mm. Um, okay, so Frank Olson, um, when he is recovered and the medical examiner performs an autopsy, his injuries are not consistent with the fall. It, there is, there's a note that it says, like, it feels like this guy was beaten heavily before he was tossed out the window because of injuries and damages to his body and person. Unless, oh he hit, okay. unless he hit a variety of household items and uh, things falling out the window, uh, I mean, it's it's hard to, it's hard to. Um, Does that mean that Watchmen references this? Possibly, because the beginning of Watchmen is the um, the, the joke comedian, the game comedian, yeah, yeah. the comedian, comedian beating up. Oh yeah, the comedian gets beaten up and then thrown out of the window. It was all just a laugh, but yeah, that's 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 a reference. That's a reference there. You could take it as a reference. Now, boss of the year. Okay, yeah. Boss of the year, Sidney Gottlieb, who is the head of the CIA now. So Frank Olsen dies at the same year as Harold Blower in 1953, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Sidney Gottlieb, who is uh, Frank Olsen's boss and is also the head of the CIA at the time, yeah. there were reports of Sydney abusing Frank. Their relationship was not a very positive one. There oh, are reports oh <laughs> okay. of Sidney Gottlieb dosing Frank Olson with LSD. <laughs> there are reports of Frank uh, getting treated like a barnyard animal by Sidney Gottlieb, and he was just basically treated like a little bitch. What? 
Yep. Huh? Yep. Yep. Sidney Gottlieb was, I mean, say what you will, but not nah, this guy. Boss of the year material. Maybe not. Um, so he, there are reports of their uh, relationship being being quite estranged and and toxic and abusive, and who knows? Maybe Sydney thought that uh, Frank Olson, the bacterialist, was going to turn coats and start working with the Russians. Who knows? This was a this was an era of extreme distrust. That was the story of Frank Olson and how he tragically lost his life due to MK Ultra. Now. There is a there is a small, a tiny little pinhole of light at the end of this tunnel, and I want I want to get into that now because this is one of my this I, not that I should have a favorite part of MK Ultra other than uh, nineteen what nine, did I say nineteen seventy yeah I said nineteen seventy three when the project ended yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's that, I mean that is definitely my favorite part when the project ended. Um, <laughs> But in 1954, okay, okay. So a year after um, MK Ultra officially starts, yeah, there is another sub operation started, which is which is codenamed Midnight Climax. <laughs> yep, you heard me right, Operation. Midnight Climax. We need to get some bass in on this one. Um, so, the whole entire point of this sub-project of MKUltra was you get a bunch of hookers. Yeah. I know, this, this is starting out good. How can you go wrong with hookers? You go and, you know, attract Johns, as you will, as, as, they, have been, as they have been called. Yeah. Right, and they're they're pulled in um, into hotel rooms in a certain hotel because these prostitutes are under the employment of the CIA, and we doubt that they are overtly knowing that they're working for the CIA. And then the prostitutes drug their clients with LSD, with weed, with trucerums, with other agents. Then the prostitutes go and do their business with the clients and try and get them to, you know, tell them some secrets about themselves or, or disclose uh, sensitive information. All the while, there is a two-way mirror in the hotel room. And on the other side of that, the CIA has set up a video camera and microphones and are filming everything. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which they shockingly use later to blackmail the clients. And, uh, of course, so the head of this project, the project leader for this, his name was George White. And George up White, until, okay. Yeah, up until this point, I had no idea that there had been a person called George White, but he has, I think, quite honestly, one of the most reprehensible quotes to ever come out of a human being okay all right because apparently he said where else could a red-blooded american boy lie kill cheat steal 
rape and pillage with the sanctum and blessing of the all highest. Oh. Yes, this is the kind of person who, of course, you know, would extort and blackmail all of the people who unwittingly fell into his trap. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, you know, definitely something you, you want. Uh... Now, this project originally started in New York, because why wouldn't you? Uh, it then expanded out to San Francisco. Yeah. Now, we pay very close attention to expand it out to because New York is on the East Coast. Yeah. And San Francisco is on the West Coast. Oh, so when you say expanded, does that mean that all the way in between there were little hotels popping up? 88% roughly of all documents pertaining to MK Ultra were destroyed. Yeah. We do not know. It is a possibility. What we do know is that they did operate in New York. Yeah. And they did operate in San Francisco. Okay. And we do know that in 1963, Operation Midnight was canceled mm -hmm. or stopped. But we also know that... Um, the CIA ran hookers and prostitutes until 1965. Right. You know, these are the wild days of the CIA. Like nowadays, I, I think everyone's like very scared of the CIA, but I think that it's basically just a bunch of nerds um, yep. sat around. The, yep. the CIA back then, they were crazy. They had absolutely no no one had control over what they were doing. It was and, it was literally a rogue agency. Yeah, they, like, they I think as well. No one. Like you you could hide so much of what you were doing. Like mm -hmm. it was so easy to hide what you were doing because everything was paper based. Like yep. you you had and you couldn't fly out. You couldn't. It would be yeah yeah. This is yeah. So damn damn yeah. Man. Yep. So here's the thing. Um, as I mentioned uh, earlier, the project ended in 1973. It ran for 20 years. And it wasn't until 1974 that the New York Times ran an expose um, written by Seymour Hirsch that this all got exposed. Right. Okay. And Shockingly, the United States government actually did something about this. Let's oh. just count. Yeah, yeah. The government actually did something about it. In 1976, President Ford um, issued an executive order. Which oh, they love the executive order. Yeah, they do. They do. Thank you, Trump. Um, where it, it prohibits experiments. On humans, um, oh. yeah, uh, and like the drugging of humans without a written consent and a witness. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So unknowing human experiments are forbidden now. Uh, which Just is why you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. good. 
Yeah, if you if you do not sign the waiver with the witness, it is illegal to experiment on you. Okay, well that's that's a good. I I'm gonna say I'm gonna notch that one up as a win. That's a, okay. that's a, a little win. Okay, all right. You hold on very very tightly to that win, Sam. And right, I'm gonna okay. give I'm gonna give you four facts right now. Oh God. I think, okay. I think I, I think I've counted. Um, I think I've counted correctly. As a result of MK Ultra, yeah. The aforementioned uh, boss of the year, Sidney Gottlieb, apparently in a deposition, um, the project had no results. They were unable to produce a truth serum. No. Um, the, uh, the program was pretty much a failure, in a okay. sense. Yeah. 20, 20 years millions and millions of man hours uh millions tens of millions hundreds of millions of us dollars over those 20 years basically burnt through for um uh just for nothing um yeah. they the program here's the here's a here is another fact for this program the only thing that they were able to to conclusively say we did this with mm -hmm. MK Ultra over 20 years they were able to have brain surgery on dogs implant brain implants into that dog and radio control it to walk in a square box that's, that's what they were so cruel that's yeah. so ridiculously cruel yep i i once again, I don't know why I'm more upset about the dog experimentation than the human experimentation, but that's so cruel. And uh, yeah, you should be. You absolutely should be. However, um, where is this man? Here we are. So I've, I've, I have, and this is, this is the last fact. Okay, all right. And this is one of the points that I want to circle back to. I've circled back to a lot of things that we said in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a fact that might blow your mind. I've mentioned, and just again for references, the project started in 1953 and ended in 1973. Yeah. One of the patients that I haven't mentioned that is documented and confirmed is Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski, okay. Theodore, Theodore John Kaczynski. Yeah. Born in 1942. He is currently in prison serving eight consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. Okay. His span of crimes started in 1978. Okay. He killed three people. He injured 23 until he was, uh, until his crime spree stopped in yeah. uh, 1995. Uh, but I, I really want to preface this, that he did not stop. This man was active for a time, and then he went away for a time. Then he came back, committed crime, a crime or a few crimes, and then he disappeared off the net of the grid again. And he was apprehended in 1996. Okay. His handle, or what he is known as in popular media, is the Unabomber. 
Oh, okay, yeah. It's the Unabomber, yeah. Remember those people, they had tried putting triggers in the heads of, and they'd call them up and have them place bombs somewhere. No! Did I just blow your mind, Sam? They made the Unabomber. They made the Unabomber. Unabomber oh was, was part of MK Ultra. Jeez. Oh, that's, oh, wow. Let, and let me just let me just let me just finish this by prefacing and saying no one has been held accountable on record no one that is um that is sort of literally uh your chickens coming home to roost that's literally yeah. like what yep. that saying comes back to and it's it's not only the unabomber that could be said about osama bin laden he was trained by the cia yeah, he, yeah. Had military, he had military military funding and military aid from the United States in the in the 70s and the 80s when they needed him. Mm. And when he when he finally went, no, I'm not going to do what you tell me. Uh, he they started a war. So there you go. That's MK Ultra for you. God damn it! God yeah. damn it! Yeah. Now there are there are a few um, deep delves and there are a lot of conspiracy theories. President Ford, as I said, did the executive decision. There was, um, I think his name was Roosevelt, the vice president at the time. Okay. And he started the Roosevelt Committee, mm-hmm. who basically, who basically turned MK Ultra into like kind of a an urban myth, or you know, basically a a cavalcade or a pandemonium event, which is just now laden with conspiracy theories. So. Yeah, there's been a lot of subterfuge. There's been a lot, and all of this happened post MK Ultra. When this was going on, this was sanctioned. You know, they they still got funding from the U.S. government. Like I won't say people know that the ins and outs and the details of it, but and the government did eventually do something about it. Maybe not a whole lot, but they did something. But uh, yeah, there you go. Wow. So. That fun little journey that we just took you on was yep. MK Ultra. Yep. Damn, dude. I know. Wow. This, this, now, to an extent, I did enjoy researching this, but there, there is like a morbid the, fun to it. There is a morbid fun to it, but more in the fact that, like, see, I can see the Unabomber, his his tie into this, like it's. It's not a far stretch to make it fit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of a lot of these as well. Sort of when you um, a lot of mass shooting. Well, not a lot of mass shootings, but uh, some some mass shootings and murder sprees are committed by people who have had some military training or some police training or so forth as well. And so it's kind of you you get these people, you train them for a very specific purpose and then you take them out of that context and then it becomes uh they they only know they know how to do this one thing and i mean as well it's kind of whenever you hear about um especially within the last year it has been a tidal wave of different conspiracy theories and when you get stuff like this where it's actually true like there's actual evidence to say yeah this happened this totally happened you can kind of yeah you can see where it's not too much like some of these are a far stretch like bill gates is not putting microchips in you 
Like it's not happening. No. But like you can see why people would happen. be like, oh yeah, they're they're do like there's something there's something going on. Like you can see why people would jump to those conclusions. Yeah. No, exactly. And I and I sorry, I need to correct myself. Uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Roosevelt. It was the Rockefeller Commission. I was thinking that because Roosevelt was much yeah. earlier on. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was established by General Ford, uh, Gerald Ford, the, the president of the United States back in 1975. The chairperson of it is Nelson Rockefeller. Okay. Right. So they, they're... Um, you just saved us a bunch of American emails there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm just happy I did that. I, I would have not been able to. Um, <laughs> so, and I mean, I don't, I'm not going to call this a fun little thing, but the... Um, fun facts of all, uh, the Rockefeller Commission, whilst looking into MKUltra, it also started uh, studied issues relating to the JFK assassination. Oh, fun! Yeah, so this MKUltra thing, I, we could we could rabbit hole and segue for weeks, literally yeah. weeks. But I mean, it's yeah. End of the day, no one lost their job. A lot of people, um, three people minimum. Two people minimum confirmed lost their lives. I believe that there were a lot more. There were so yeah. many people who were who were affected by this through blackmail and um, being unknown or unwitting, unwittingly put through the the spin cycle of this. Mm. And again, it's just another it's just another horrible mess brought to you by the United States government. <laughs> I think on that beautiful note that's where we're gonna go we're gonna end <laughs> another disaster by the united states government <laughs> feel proud america okay if um thanks for listening everyone thank you for all for, for um opening our eyes to mk ultra and doing all the research for this episode um yeah. i've been pretty lazy and just sat here most of it uh, no and that's good because sometimes i i just have to sit there and you know and just and take it just, just take, take it take the yeah. podcast i mean um, i i do i do i do engage just like you so it's it's fun it's fun maybe um, next uh next time i'll look at the manhattan project oh yeah we could look at that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um if there's anything that you want uh over i to have a look into or just chat about like uh what we did on last week's episode damn you all um <laughs> you can email in at podcast not dead at gmail.com uh you can also go to our website notdeadpodcast.co.uk. Uh, find us on Twitter, find us on uh, Instagram. Uh, we might start posting on there again soon. Uh, awesome. But as well, um, th as well, we've noticed a spike in the last two weeks of listeners. So if you are a new listener to the show, welcome. Thank you for coming along. Uh, I hope Hello. you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, if um, do share, like, subscribe and all those things for the podcast to anyone that you know just find people in the street tell them about the podcast um and just yeah um build our little family of podcast listeners but yeah we'll uh, see you soon bye bye